You can whiten your teeth, but can you whiten your sidewalk? You say you want to enlarge your patio? And if you put an air conditioner in your garage, should you get a window unit or one of those roll-around portable kind? All this and more on the Super Podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Here's Jim Dutton. Patricia and Garland, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Thank you for being there. You are such a wonderful, full of answers person. Um, the question I have is regarding the old sidewalk in front of the house, and we've got new sidewalk that's white uh-huh. that the city did, and it's beautiful. Now, what is the best way to whiten the old sidewalk? Well, you can lighten up the color by pressure washing it because what typically turns them a darker color is they start getting dirt and grime and they'll start growing a little mildew and stuff on them. And so that makes the concrete look a little bit darker. So having it pressure washed takes most of that off. It's still going to be darker than brand new concrete because that new concrete, as it ages, it's going to darken as well. But oh. it can it can definitely become a lot closer than it is by by cleaning up the old concrete. Okay. Okay. So there's not a coating or a bleach or anything to do. Well, you know, typically you don't need to bleach it when you pressure wash. I mean, you can, but it, it's that's really the bleach itself will not make the concrete lighter in color. Now, if you want to put a coating on it, yes, there are concrete coatings and stains and and things like that that you could put on. Uh, but you would need to put it on the white sidewalk as well in trying to get things to match. I see. Okay. Good advice. Thank you so much. You take care, Patricia. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you, ma'am. Email question. Okay. Uh, This comes from uh, Pam in uh, Fort Worth, and she's asking about the solar windows and screens, and she says, Hello, Jim, listen to your show today, and I caught the tail end of a company called USDA. Uh, It's actually USA uh, Insulation, where insulation is added to the walls. My situation is we have an area of the house. It's the kitchen, living, and dining, all in the same area, and it's hot in the summer and cold in the winter. Last week, an HVAC contractor came and changed ductwork to add two vents to this area, but the area is still warm. Our house faces east-west, so we get hit hard all day in the summer. What would you suggest we check into? Having window screens to block the heat or consider the wall insulation you mentioned on the show? We have blown-in insulation, and I added more last fall to try and help, but no difference in that area. Our unit for the area is a 5-ton. When the ductwork was corrected, the contractor said when we changed our unit several years ago to a dual heat pump electric and propane, the units in the attic should have been changed to match the new outside units, and that could play part of the issue. Your thoughts? Okay. Well, Pam, look, could it be in the AC system? When the AC tech was out there, he should have been able to tell you if it was in the AC system because he should be able to run the numbers, check the 
air coming out of the vents, check the heat loads, all that kind of stuff, and tell you if, if it's in the system. And if he couldn't do that, you need another AC tech out there to take a look at it. Now, I doubt it's going to be the unit itself. Here's the easiest way to tell if it's the unit itself. And you maybe weren't in the house prior, but if you had the problem when the old unit was there and you still have the problem, it's not the unit. But if the problem occurred after you changed the unit, then you can pretty much guess, yeah, it's got to do with the unit itself. Now, the secondary thing, what to do with it, uh, I wish I had the age of the home. You know, a, a newer home uh, has R13 in the walls. An older home, and when I say older, they really didn't start using R13 till somewhere in the 90s. Prior to that, it was R11. If you go back to prior to 1970, there was no insulation in the walls. And so foam would make a huge difference in that situation. But even if you have R13 in the walls, putting the, the foam that encapsulates that insulation, stops the air transfer, raises the R value, you're going to be up in the, the mid-R20s. I mean, you know, something around the R24, 26, something in that range. So, yes, that in itself can help as well. Uh, you mentioned the screens and such. All depends on how many windows you have on that side and how what type of windows you have. If you've already got, you know, the double-pane, low-E glass and everything, the screens won't make a huge difference. But if you don't, you say the the old single frame windows hey screens would make a huge difference changing out the windows would make even a bigger difference so uh, there's a lot that goes into it and, and quite frankly this is one of the reasons i love taking the calls on the show because we're able to address these uh, you know i can get the, the better answers based on the conversation as far as what's going on with your home and age and all that kind of stuff but in general uh, if if it was my house, I'd look at the windows. If they are single-pane aluminum frame, change them out. If they are already double-pane low-E, then I would be taking a look at the foam insulation for the walls, and that will actually make a huge difference. But before I did any of that, like I said, start with that AC. If that guy couldn't tell you, you know, if that system was right or not, you need another AC guy out there. Brad in Highland Village, how can I help you? Uh, yes, I have a, a little ranch house, kind of a lodge, and it's got like a concrete basement garage, and then it's got two story, two floors above it. Uh, the first floor, the air conditioner is working fine. The house is built in 88. The second floor has a little unit, I'm guessing about a ton, two, two ton, maybe ton and a half. And a guy came out and said, the coil uh, is shot, you know, leaking. Too bad. Needs replaced. Uh, but it's the, the old type Freon, and he's saying hey, it's hard if you can find a coil replacement for that. Do you have any suggestion right. or where to look for that? Because it changed out the whole thing. You know, he's talking, you know pretty expensive bill redo everything okay so you said that was a two-ton system i believe it's two maybe one and a half okay uh, i'm sorry yeah I'm not, and, but it's a, that's okay 
And uh, do you have any uh, what any idea what brand it is? Goodman or Coleman? Does that sound like a brand? Both of those are brands. Yes, sir. It's one of those two. I thought okay. it was a Coleman. Okay. I, I'm sorry, so, I'm not there right now. I tell you, the first thing I would do is is uh, check with some of the supply houses if it's available. When he said it had the old coolant, is it still an R22 system? Yes, sir. Okay. I guess so. so. You're probably yeah. you're you're probably talking at least what 14 years old. Uh probably so. Yeah. Yeah. That house was built in '88, and I just bought it a few years ago. It's a little ranch. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to get real nosy here. What kind of numbers did he give you for changing out the unit? Uh, he hadn't yet. He hadn't okay. yet. I'm, hopefully I'll get that tomorrow or Monday. <laughs> okay. He said he's still um, going to kind of look for the coil. And I also have this, <laughs> the scuttle hole. The unit is actually on the second floor. It's just, it's about maybe a thousand square feet. And it's got a scuttle hole where the unit sits. And the scuttle uh-huh. hole is not real large, so he's saying, "Well, I may, which you know, if I have to change that, I'll probably have to cut, and make a bigger scuttle hole to put the unit up there." But uh, yeah, well, there, rate, there, there's two ways they yet. can do that. Yeah, one way is they cut a bigger hole and take it up that way. The other is they got to dismantle the system, uh, take it up and reassemble it. And honestly, that's a real pain. The money that you're going to put into the coil, I think you're going to find is probably going to be a, probably somewhere around a third, maybe even more, of the cost of just replacing the unit uh, if they can find the coil. And honestly, they I think they should be able to find a coil for it. Um, but the energy efficiency of changing it out on that old of a system uh, if you're using it much, would actually pay the difference in that cost. You're probably going to be, give or take, around seven grand to change out if it's a two-ton system. So that that kind of gives you some ballpark numbers that you'll be dealing with. And out. Yes, sir. That's changing the denser uh, tube. Yes, that that'd be changing everything. everything. And, and bringing you up with a, you know, like a 14-sear system. Now, you can go to a dual speed and higher sear ratings and all that and go up from there. But to get a, a basic system change out, you'd probably be somewhere, give or take, around 7. Okay. And what do you think about if they found a coil? You would probably be a couple thousand into it. Okay. All right. And you just say call. And, and I, I'm going to tell you, my advice, my advice would be to change it out. I know it's expensive, but what's going to happen is you got you got an older system. They're going to put a coil in. They're going to have to you know recharge everything, and the next thing you know, the compressor blows out or or something else goes bad, and you're going to be throwing good money after bad. Yeah. Okay. I I, I am planning maybe in a couple of years just remodeling the whole thing and adding about two thousand square foot. So yeah. that's why I didn't want to. Because right now I have a oh a person that's down on his luck, and I'm letting him live there. Yep. Uh, fortunately, the first four units working, so he's living there. And uh, well, let me throw it. I hate to spend on, a lot of money than redo it in a couple. I of got years. it. I, I got it. How big an area is it? It's it's like I said, that second floor is only about a thousand square foot. 
And is it all open or is it divided into separate rooms? It's got a bedroom, a bathroom, and a, another little room that's pretty open. It's okay. you know, like an exercise room connected. And the reason I'm asking those questions, that may be an ideal because of the, the amount of space you don't have in the attic access and everything. That may be an ideal situation where you look at a mini split instead of uh, a conventional system. They're way uh-huh. more energy efficient. As you add square footage, you can add to the system. Uh, and so you're not throwing good money after bad on a, on a new system. But it's it's just an, another option to look at. But I, I get it. You know, For what you're dealing with, you, you may want to just stick with trying to change the coil if they can find one. So let them try to hunt that down. Uh, I would start with the manufacturer first at, at one of the supply houses. Um, and if they don't have it, Check with Johnson Supply. That's a place that carries equipment for HVAC systems, and see if they don't uh, have a generic one that might fit. Unlikely, okay. but it's a chance. All right, Johnson Supply. Okay. okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very you much. Bet. Take care, Laura. Welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hey, Jim. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about you? I'm doing fine. Um, I had a question about enlarging our patio. We want okay. to um, we want to add about seven or eight feet to the patio. So, does that have to tie into the house, or can it tie into the existing patio, or can it just it be gonna, by itself? Well, all three answers are yes, yes, and yes. Uh, but you're going to tie into an existing patio. You want them to kind of stay at the same elevation. So, I would recommend that the two patios be tied together. Uh, if it's up against the house, is, mm-hmm, the current patio is. Tied, is the current patio tied into the house? No, it is not. Then, then I would not tie the new one either. Okay. But I would tie the two together. Okay. You would tie the two together, but not to the house. Correct. Okay. And if we put like a, like a jacuzzi on it, uh-huh. do we have to have some special considerations about the weight? No. Okay. If you're going to put a hot tub on it, I will tell you what I did with my own. Instead of four inches of concrete, I made it five inches, so it's just a little bit heavier. And around the perimeter, instead of just leaving it flat, I put just a a little beam. I mean, it's it's only about six inches wide, and I took it down uh, uh, about an additional six inches. And all that does is help to make that patio a, a little bit more rigid. Okay, that makes sense. Do you have no a permit? wire mesh. Use use rebar in it, and put use number three rebar on twelve inch centers in each direction. Again, that that just makes it uh, stronger and and a little bit more rigid. Do you have to have a permit for this, or is it up to the city? It's up to the city. It depends on what city. Are you in Allen? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if Allen. I don't. I don't. You'll have to check, but I don't believe Allen requires it for a patio. If you're doing the driveway, you know something out by the uh, curb, then yes. A lot of cities will require the approach on a driveway, but not the driveway itself to be permitted. And patios are tip are, are in most cities are not required for permits either. Okay. All right. And then, do you know somebody that would do this? It seems like a small job. Well. 
it is and you'll you'll pay a premium to get it done because it is a small job because the concrete trucks require a minimum the the workers you know are going to have minimums it, it costs as much to go out there to, to to do a nine yard pour as it does to do a one yard pour uh but as far as somebody who can do it you can actually call my office due west and oh, okay. we do we do concrete work and we, we can get you taken care of all right i'll do that i didn't know you did that so thank you for that that tip okay, okay. i'm I'm excited. So, uh, yes, I'll give your office a call. Thank you. You're welcome. You take care, Laura. Lawrence, this is Jim. How can I help you? Hi, Jim. I just got a new wood lathe, and I want to put that in the garage. I would like to get some air conditioning in the garage on an irregular basis, maybe on Saturdays only. I was looking at the options about the mini split that you mentioned versus one of the little portable AC units. And then I'll probably need to get insulation in the walls as well. Now, when you say portable AC unit, are you talking about those uh, a window t- unit type thing or one of those that you can roll around? The roll around. Okay. You will find that the roll around one will actually do it, uh, but it's going to wear out probably fairly quickly if you use it on any type of regular basis. Uh, the only thing you have to keep in mind is you've got to have a place for the exhaust to go from the unit uh and if you got a window in the garage or something uh, or if there's an old uh dryer vent in the garage it can hook onto that to to exhaust the heat outside but those little portable units they actually work very well with my uh, hvac company uh we'll take those out to houses when somebody's air conditioning system is out completely uh and you're not going to be able to get it up that day we a lot of times will provide one of those just so the bedrooms can have air conditioning you know that night uh i just recently had a uh, restaurant in my houston office that had a uh, hvac out i put four of those in there to keep their dining room comfortable for their clients it they work well but for a more permanent that's when you would start looking at the mini split so the typical two-car garage, 20 by 20 roughly, what size of a mini split would you recommend for that? Well, you're not going to get below a one-ton. No. Uh, so, okay. And it's going to depend on what you do with the insulation in those walls and the overhead door. So uh, a heat load calculation would have to be run to to see what size is needed. But you say 20 by 20, so we're talking 400 square feet. Okay. And yeah, you're probably looking at just a a one and a half ton maybe for a garage. Okay. And how much is a one and a half ton mini split? Uh, honestly, I I would I, putting it in from scratch. You're probably going to be seven grand. All right. And, that, well, and, and, and it, it could be quite a bit different than that. I t- what's going to be the expensive part is you're going to have to run power for it and all the other stuff. And that's just putting in the unit itself, not all the, the extras. All right. So it sounds like just for my little weekend hobby on an irregular basis that the little portables might be the best solution with portables that. Portables or, or, or window, window unit yeah. type unit. Yes, I don't have a window, so that's where I'm playing with that. I uh, do believe I can run the exhaust 
through one spot where there's no brick. And well, and, and I'm going to I'm throw this out for you. You know, where there's oh, no brick you. there, you can actually cut and install a uh, opening for a window unit type air conditioner. And they, they do very well. But th th uh, those little portable units, they work am amazingly well. So I, I really have nothing bad to say about them. All right. Well, thank you for your help. You bet. Take care. Tim in Frisco, how can I help you today? Hey, I, I had some roofers come out and, and they were giving me some quotes on ridge vents putting in. Okay. And then they started then they started telling me that well, there's no soffit um, ventilation on two thirds, you know, a third, two thirds of my home. So I showed them the inside and it looked like the the sheetrock is part of the ceiling, so it's part of the roof. And they were saying, well, the best thing there would be to put in a there's a there's a decking gap, I guess they call it an air pro or a, a decker was another name he threw at me. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious as to if what's your thoughts on, on that with these vicious squirrels we got in this area here. Well what that does is it makes the house like it's under a shade tree all the time. So they they actually work extremely well. Uh, they do it on exteriors of homes as well. It's called skin venting when they do the siding of a home that way. And basically the, the purpose of it is it lets the hot air rise up. It, it escapes out through the ridge vent as new air is coming in and filling that cavity. So it, it doesn't allow it to overheat. Uh, right. Now, we got hundreds and millions of, of houses out there that don't have that on their cathedral ceilings. Yep. Will it will it make a difference? Absolutely it will. Uh, so I, I don't know how much they're wanting to charge you extra to do it, but it's it, the concept and the, the way it works, yes, it actually does work. Okay. So it is it is beneficial because it is steamy hot in the, in the evenings and the afternoons and it's I think it's tore down my, my ductwork. I think it's degraded the ductwork in the system and the whole nine yards. So yeah, so now, it saves a lot. Go ahead. But you should only have to do that in areas where you've got sheetrock on the ceiling, on the roof joists and stuff. Okay. Okay, that's good. Yeah, which is the the master bedroom and the master bathroom, which is in the in the front. The front entry, entrance way, which is the areas that are extremely hot, that, that's the west side. Okay. So it, it doubles up there. So, yeah. yeah. So, and, okay. and I just told you wrong. I mean, when I say the areas, I mean, if you got, say, half the roof has the cathedral ceiling, the other half doesn't, you would have to run it all the way down in order to make the, the roof look right. But uh, I'm saying that the, the sides of the house that don't have – cathedral ceilings you wouldn't have to add it to them then you okay. can use regular attic ventilation okay so in the, in the take of it as far as home home detrimental and all that kind of stuff the, the varmints and everything will stay will stay far far away 
You don't no. think it's a you don't think it's an animal issue in any way? No, I, I don't. I don't think it's an anim, animal issue because it it has protection on it, so the animals can't crawl up in there anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's that won't be a problem. Okay, good. All right. Well, thank you. You bet. You take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Janet in Fort Worth. How can I help you? Hi there. Um, I have a question, of course, about heat in the attic. So I have a couple of rent houses and the home I live in. Some of them have uh, the motorized exhaust fan in the attic. Uh-huh. And my, it seems like I've been replacing those motors uh, pretty frequently. And um, yep. I was wondering, is that normal? And is it nor- if they malfunction, is that supposed to trip the breaker or, and then lastly, is there a monitor or an alarm that I could put on there to let me know when those units are not working properly? Okay. Is it normal for them to go out? Yes. It's something that happens on a regular basis. It's one of the reasons it's my least favorite way of venting an attic. Uh, as far as does it trip the breaker, it really depends on how it goes out. If it shorts and goes out, Yes, it's probably going to trip the breaker, but if the the motor just goes out, and it does happen just because plain because of the heat that they go yeah. out sometimes, uh, then no, it's not going to flip the breaker. And as far as uh, an alarm, honestly, I've never checked. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like you have to pay attention to yeah. you know the noises they make when they work, and it just kind of fades into the background state because they're yep. on a lot during a certain time of the year. So. Well, what I typically recommend is uh, if you if it's possible to go with the ridge vent. Uh, if you're going to put some type of fan system, go with the solar-powered fans. Their motors tend to hold up better through the heat, uh, and you're not using electricity. And there's something else that we didn't bring up is these things have a, a history of catching fire as well, and you don't have that problem with the solar ones. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.